I'm really glad to be able to talk with you this morning about the importance of the early church. A lot of questions have been asked uh, and continue to be asked about why what Christians did in the first century might have significance for Christians in the 21st century. And of course, the answer is very much. And so let me share just a little bit of that with you uh, today. The early church has always been important throughout the Christian tradition. It's a way of reaching back in order to go forward. Uh, we reach back to get our bearings as to where we've been and who we've been in order to find our way forward to be more faithful and attentive to the way God is calling us. But why the early church? Well, the early church is closest to the period of the New Testament and the ministry of our Lord in time and in spirit. At least that's the consensus that's been held across the centuries. So we go back to the fathers, and there are mothers as well that often don't get the kind of attention that they should, to learn not just about what they believed, but who they were, how they lived, what was the central core identity of their being and life as people who were called into existence by the death and resurrection of Jesus, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as the fulfillment of the promises that God had made to Israel for the sake of the whole world. Uh, a well-known theologian uh, said, says about the early church, there's a, there's a youthful exuberance about their spirit and their life and their thought and their manner. And I think that's true. They were living uh, in a time not far removed from God's mighty acts. Uh, the inauguration of the new creation in Jesus Christ. And so that brings us to what is at the heart of the matter for the early church and why we need to pay attention to them, and that is the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. Everything about the early church clusters around the incarnation, the enfleshment of God's Son uh, in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Now the incarnation is not simply his birth, what we celebrate at Christmas, but it's the whole narrative and story of the gospel. His birth, his life, his ministry, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, his exaltation to the right hand of the Father where he rules heaven and earth and now is summing up all things for a glorious consummation in the kingdom of God. The early church not only remembered those events, they lived in those events. They saw their very being in life as being taken up by God and by the work of the Holy Spirit through the various means that had been handed on to them, they were participating in the very mission of the triune God to restore the world and to bring it to its final glorious purpose. So there's, there's, a, there's a sense of joy, of hope, of expectation, of, of celebration in remembering what God had done God now in their midst at work, and yet looking forward to what God would still yet to do. Uh, this is the sense you get when you read the early church, and there's, a, there's an inner relationship in everything about them. Uh, when they reflect on God's character and God's action, theology, when they worship, liturgy, when they think about how they should live, spirituality, when they introduce and invite people into the church to be part of the body of Christ, catechesis, 
And when they act in the world to bear witness to what they believe, mission, all of that centers around and flows from the incarnation and points back to it. And so there's a, there's a real integrity, a wholeness, a fullness and a proportion about the life of the early church. Uh, the word we use to describe that is beauty. There's a certain beauty about it, a splendor, the glory of God that shines forth because they live with a conscious, uh, the consciousness that they now had entered and into the very last times of God's work in, in bringing the world to his final gift and participation in salvation. Uh, and so there's a sense of urgency in what they do, uh, a large vision which looks out to the whole world and all the nations, and at the same time there's a, there's a patient, deliberate sense of waiting and being attentive to God and responsive to God and receptive to God's giving of Himself in the person of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. The early church believed that God's Word was not limited to Scripture, but that God's Word took several forms. Uh, God spoke in creation, and the whole of creation reflects something of God's image and glory. God became enfleshed in His Son, the living Word in the Incarnation. But the Word also became flesh in the church as the body of Christ. And the Word again was embodied in the Eucharist, in their celebration of Holy Communion, uh, in which they were open and receptive to the body and blood of Christ, in which He shared His life with them. So, why then do we pay attention to the early church? Well, the things that I've talked about, things we desperately need in our time, a sense of integrity and wholeness, to recover the interconnections of everything about Christian faith and life. Uh, to recover the great joy of being God's people and of being responsive and receptive to God's continuous self-giving and pouring out of Himself through what we call the means of grace in worship, in our common life, in ministry, in witness, in all that we are and all that we do, that we have a sense of deep, profound connection with the past of God entering into the world in the person of Jesus and we live out of that life that He has made available to us as we find our way and walk into the future with hope. So I invite you, uh, explore the early church. Be open and listen to what they might teach us. There's a wealth of wisdom that God has given to us through them.